In this episode, I'm going to read Date 4 by Frankie Elliott from a collection of poems and short stories, stories for people who hate love and other electrical activities of the heart. Date 4 He tells me his whole life story, and that's okay. I like to listen. He's a carpenter, a beekeeper, a painter. His mother is in a cult, and his ex-girlfriend just transitioned into his ex-boyfriend. He's always at the spot on the corner because that's where the NA meetings are. I don't flinch when he admits he's been clean of heroin for 19 months. I congratulate him. He says with relief, any other girl would be judge me right now. What I don't say is that I grew up going to AA meetings. My father took us to them with the instant coffee and bowls of hard candy and fluorescent lights. Why would he take his children to an AA meeting? What I don't say is my mother has been sober over 20 years and it's not a coincidence that I've never been drunk and that I worry every time I take a pill. At the end of the night, we hug awkwardly on the sidewalk, and as I walk away, he grabs my hand and pulls me back for a kiss. He said he can't believe he met me. I'm so... so everything. Apparently, I've left him speechless. The next day, he's so enamored by the memory of our date that he makes a hand-painted card sealed with actual beeswax from his actual bees and asks my address to mail it to me. It's romantic, I have to admit. I'm getting caught up in all this, even though I should know better by now. He invites me to a canyon that weekend and brings a blanket, a book of scary stories, and a flashlight. We spend four hours kissing and keeping each other warm from the Santa Ana winds. I hold his hand, walking back to his vintage car, because, of course, he has a vintage car. The beater type without any seat belts or a radio. I feel confident for once. I feel he really likes me to have put in such an effort for a second date. A week goes by. No word from him. This time, I've left him speechless in the unfavorable way. I wondered to myself, how do you kiss someone for four hours and not think of them? During his silence, his beeswax-sealed card arrives in the mail. Inside is a shitty half-palm in calligraphy that says how kismet it is to have found me. I set aside some of my dignity and send him a casual text. He writes back instantly, but the tone is dismissive. I don't want a girlfriend. It's not you. Lol. I don't want to date anyone. Look up the word kismet to make sure I've got the right definition. Then I look up the word presumptuous. All I said was, what's up? I just wanted to get to know him, then decide if we liked each other. I tried to figure out what happened concocting a narrative about myself from his point of view. Maybe he got high off of meeting me the way he would get high off drugs. A high is never as good as the first time, is it? Maybe I talk too much about books or bands or wanting a nose job. Or maybe I just stop thinking of all the things wrong with me every time a guy I'm not even that interested in swan dies from hot to cold. Now, when I see him standing outside the NA meeting smoking a cigarette or at a concert, or waiting at the crosswalk, I wave and pretend not to remember his name until I really, truly, honestly can't remember it. Thank you. Before I get into the commentary for date number four by Frank Elliott, I just want to mention that she has her own podcast now, and I think at the time of this recording, she's recorded three episodes. And what is really uh, good about the podcast is not only does she read you the poem or the story she also then tells you 
the backstory to the poem or, or story that she reads. And it's actually quite good listening to her read the poem and then the story behind the poem because it adds a bit more, I guess, appreciation, really, to the poem. And it's good to hear the author um, speak about why she wrote the poem that she wrote and the experience that it actually is based on. Because it turns the... I mean, I know these poems are by autobiographicals in some aspects, but when you actually hear Frankie tell the story, it goes from you go from reading a poem with a narrator to suddenly the, the name on the front cover is the I in the poem. Um, and in, in a fantastically unapologetic way as well. That's why I think I'm really... One of the things I really enjoy about Frankie's poetry is that she's unapologetically just telling you what happened and using the language that it's just everyday normal language. You know, it's the vernacular. It's just how people talk. There's no sugarcoating it. There's no, oh, I'm going to be a little cleaner and a little tidy because that's what people expect. Um, it's just very, very authentic i hate using that phrase but it is very just how people talk and how people act and who people are as well and i think that's one of the reasons i picked date number four because uh, there's eight date poems and stories for people who hate love is it is very so realistic realistic and the, the language is very almost what you'd expect in that kind of scenario I can't say I've ever had anyone send me a letter made from beeswax with a, where she say, shitty half palm and calligraphy, or know anyone who would actually use kismet in a sentence, but it's just a very well-told story, as is most of Frankie Elliott's poetry and stories in her books. So I, I hope you enjoyed my reading of date number four. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it.